Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. What's up, my people? Colin F. Watson in the house. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and we call this HCG Body Talk, but I talk about all kinds of stuff other than just the advanced HG diet, and today's topic is going to be one of those things, even though we'll probably cover some of the HG protocol. This is more about um, what may be going on with you, your environment, your body, uh, what's going on between your ears that's causing you to not be able to lose weight effectively that has really nothing to do with your diet. And I want to talk about that. And, these are, and, and, and this topic is near and dear to my heart because it actually comes from a real-life experience, um, something that my wife Jamie has been going through for the last couple of years and now just coming out the other end of it, thank God. Um, but, you know, things that we discovered and learned were really eye-opening, and I thought it would be – it was necessary for me to share some of this information. And another part of this conversation is going to be about um, – there are some of you that there won't be anything wrong. It may be just with the conversation going on between your ears is stopping you from getting where you want to go. And for some of you just having a hard time maintaining it once you've actually achieved the body of the life. And so I want to talk about that. So it's going to be a pretty, uh, I'm going to put some pretty good content out there today. I hope you enjoy it. But as always, I'm going to do a sound check just to make sure that I'm not talking to myself. You know, I've been doing this podcast off and on now for well, since 2010, so almost seven years, and I'll be, I think it'll be seven years in May, and the very first show I think I did, uh, or the second show, first show nobody showed up, so I kind of hung up and came back the next week and did it, and did have some callers, but my mic wasn't working, and I didn't find out until later that uh, they couldn't hear me for most of the show, so like you, so those of you that are on, on the call live, it does take a little bit of audience participation on your phone. Um, just hit one on your phone. It'll put your hand up. And it'll just show me that, yes, you can hear me. And then hit one and put your hand down. And everybody do it because sometimes people just push one accidentally. So if you're on the call and you can hear me clearly, loud and clear, just press one on your phone. And some of the callers are coming in now. So only a couple of you there so right now. So go ahead. So assume that you're one of the couple that are there. Press one on your phone. Otherwise, if I don't see your hand goes up, then I'm concerned that I have audio issues, which I'm going to need to deal with. So press one on your phone, put your hand up, and then press one again. No hands are going up, so that's not a good sign. All right? I'm going to give you guys a few more minutes to maybe follow instructions because there's only a couple of people there. Maybe you don't want to be shy. You know, I can't tell who you are. All it just, tells, all it just shows are your hands up if you press one. So um, 
audio day. Thank you so much. <laughs> there we go. So I hands went up. Now I know you can hear me, and I can proceed. So uh, today's topic is um, five reasons why you can't lose weight that has nothing to do with your diet. And some of the stuff some of you may have heard before, and some of it may be brand new to you because it was new to, new to us a few, um, actually a couple months ago. Not all of it. I mean, some of the stuff we knew, but uh, I've been talking about this for a while. Actually, I've been up since 2.30 this morning thinking about this conversation. And I, I happen to do that sometimes when I have shows in my head that I want to bring the content. I'm not one that takes a lot of notes and writes down a lot of stuff. So I run through it through my head and I kind of just let it go, let it flow from the heart. Uh, I do have some notes here because some of the stuff I need to talk about, some of the names of things I needed to call out, I needed to look at the spelling of it. But anyway, um, I'm going to start with one through five on the physical things that could be causing the issue. I'm going to go with one through five on some things you may be doing mentally and physically that are causing issues for you to not have to, to have these challenges and in, in, in getting to your goal weight. And I think the topic of the shows are always giving you information that can just help you maybe get make it one day easier or help the next round uh, that you do to make it more successful or whatever whatever weight loss or weight release system you protocol you use. If you can use some of these tips just to get you to the other side, that is really our goal. So the, the, the first one I want to talk about, which is, you know, this is something that, that I learned a lot about when I actually introduced Nutrition Plan X a year ago um, this month when we talked about utilizing the isogenic pro, uh, product. They were talking about uh, exposure to environmental toxins in the body that was, the, most people that were toxic or had impurities in the body and the blood was causing them difficulty and making it difficult for them to lose weight or they were, you know, very, um, um, had a lot of uh, fluid or water retention, um, were bloated, and, um, and a lot of that was caused to have some chemical things going on. Well, one of those things actually my wife Jamie went through, and, and just to give you a little backstory, if those of you don't know, Myself or Jamie here for the first time, you know, I'm called the AC Diet Coach. Um, I basically have coached over 10,000 people to date on how to, to achieve the body of life with this one specific protocol. So I'm not a weight loss expert in the scheme, of, in the overall scheme of things, but when it comes to the ACG protocol and achieving excellence and success and, and building lean muscle and burning fat, I am considered the number one guy in the world so far. I actually train doctors and uh, laymen alike on how to implement this protocol in their practices and everyday moms and athletes and how to use it the same. So when it comes to, I've been pretty, pretty, pretty much talking and, and living and breathing and, and training and speaking and, and experimenting on the AC protocol over the last seven, eight years and um, believe we've mastered it and put out some pretty good content and books on the subject. But one of the things that uh, you know, what happens when things stop working, it makes you start looking in other directions to find out what the reason why. And one of those people that I need to know why. I just don't take, take oh, that doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't make, doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And it's okay, well, I'll move on. I need to know why it doesn't work. And if it worked yesterday or worked a year ago and I'm doing exactly what I did then and it's not working now, then something has changed environmentally, either physically or emotionally. Um, and I wanted to know what that was. That was. So Janie and I, uh, Janie first, because she was having some challenges. And in 2014, we were in Belize for about a month, and we we would look back then and, and discover that she may have picked up uh, several parasites from Belize. They ended up, re- um, you know, raising havoc on her digestive system, basically um, 
uh, outnumbered her, her her bad bacteria, outnumbered her good bacteria in her, in her digestive system by nine to one. Um, was causing a great deal of bloating and discomfort. No matter what she ate, or you know, basically ate, she was always gassy or uncomfortable and distended, and it just was a very miserable two years. And um, she got to the point where she was afraid to eat foods because she thought that she was just having an allergic reaction to all types of food. It didn't matter if it was as healthy. It could be as healthy as healthy can be. She went gluten-free. She went dairy-free. She went non-GMO. I mean, basically but did the GAPS diet, went through all kinds of treatments. And one of the things we found out that she went to a homeopath and they did an aggressive, an aggressive um, uh, antibiotic treatment to kill off the parasites. If anybody knows me, ever you take antibiotics to kill off something, it's killing off the good stuff as well. And one of the things that this particular doctor failed to do was to take her through a regimen of reculturing the gut and bringing, bringing, building back up the, the uh, good bacteria. So there's a balance because it has to be a happy balance of a bad bacteria and good bacteria in the system for your body to digest properly. And so for several years, unbeknownst to her, uh, she and weight was never really an issue for Janie. I mean, even when we did this protocol in the very beginning, she did it with me um, just to give me support. I mean, she I think she lost all of maybe eight or nine, ten pounds max. I think, I think maybe twelve pounds after, after loading, because she gained like four or five pounds from loading. So she again, I think she lost a total of twelve pounds. Definitely leaned her out. Her abs were just she had amazing abs, and um, they pretty much maintained her weight for four or five, six years without much challenge until we came across the situation. And she suddenly started creeping up in weight. Nothing major. You have to understand that with my wife, you know, 15 pounds, and I think for most, uh, if you're a slender build person who's athletic, um, used to being athletic, that, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds can make a huge difference in the way your clothes fit, the way you feel, the way you look. And it just slowly kept creeping up. Now you have to understand that Jamie is very athletic. She does yoga four or five, hot yoga four or five times a week. Um, back then we were training, uh, doing HIIT workouts. I mean, we were very, we were running outside. I mean, very active. Um, and her activity level started to drop because she started getting very fatigued. Barely had energy to get out of bed. Sometimes um, the only thing she could do was yoga. And when you're somebody who's lifting weights and you stop lifting weights or stop training the way we were training, your muscles start to atrophy and your metabolism slows down. So this was kind of a catch-22. So to kind of move this conversation along, you know, we found out that uh, she had these different, different things. She went through all these different diets and eating regimens to try and get that 15 pounds off, did the HG protocol two times perfectly. I mean, Janie is kind of a type A personality, very anal. Um, I will cut edges sometimes. Admittedly, admittedly, I'll say that I will cut some edges, but never never enough to really make a real bad difference. But the point is I'll eat a little more than I than, than I probably should because I can justify it through my, my workouts with having. But Janie was always on point, and she started getting diminished returns from ATG, which for me was extremely puzzling because I've always been able to literally solve almost I almost I want to say 99 99.9% of every client I've ever had I've been able to solve an issue that was that they were having finding out there was some sort of dietary error they were making or they're eating or drinking something they probably shouldn't be eating or they were not eating enough or eating too much or not exercising too much too little it was always something that I could diagnose what was causing the problem fix it and get them back on their track and with Jamie suddenly there was nothing no suggestion I would give her was working which was extremely frustrating considering she's the love of my life. So um, recently, 
you have to get going to hormone doctors and thinking maybe hormones are out of whack, which we've been on hormone replacement therapy for about four years now. So that is part of our lifestyle. But even that wasn't working. And with women, if you've been on hormones, it, it, nothing to say, you don't stay dialed in forever. You're lucky if you get, you know, six months to a year of being dialed in. Then you have to make shifts and adjustments to keep your hormones change as you age. So anyway, um, she, she had a, a series of blood work done by, by uh, a gentleman named Chris Talley, who's a, basically an astrophysicist um, that, that he was basically hired by NASA to help um, NASA understand or find, come up with a formula to help um, astronauts maintain lean muscle in zero gravity. He then has been hired on by several um, uh, major football teams and baseball teams and basketball teams. Actually, two of the teams that he actually does all their macros and their nutrition and their training for to give them that 1% edge. Two of the four teams that he represents are both, both are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. So to show you how talented this guy is, and the only reason we came across him is that I have a client who happens to be in that arena um, that works in that arena with him, and we were talking, and she knows Janie and I for several years now. She's like, you know what? I think you guys need to talk to Chris. To make a long story short, Chris went through a series of he had a huge blood panel done, and he does he looks at he looks at the body in a different way than a doctor would look at it. Doctors look at what the problem is, and then they try to basically treat the problem with a with a uh, solution of usually a drugs or medication or some sort of regimen. Um, Chris's mentality is if your thyroid's off, if your if your blood sugar is high, or if your um, your body's not metabolizing proteins or not processing energy the way it should, he looks from a you know from a nutrient nutrient mitochondrial level to find out what is the cause of that and, and then try to fix that cause um, internally with foods and nutrition and supplements versus trying to give you um, hardcore med- medications. So what he came across was there were some really, really great things that Janie had going on well in her body, but what he did find out that her, her metabolism had completely shut down. Her body was in starvation mode. It was actually in crisis mode. He basically said that he gave her the example that she was like a cave woman who, because um, if you know, but cavemen, cavemen and cavewomen, you know, they ate very, they ate seasonally. So they never, never had any kind of weight problem because they ate, they ate meat when they were able to get meat. They ate fish when they were able to get fish. They ate fruits and berries and nuts when they were in season. So they didn't have a gluttony of foods that you could eat all the time, as much as you want, whenever you want it. They had to actually hunt for whatever was available. But what happens if you didn't have access to any of these certain foods and nutrients your body needed, they would go into with hibernation or starvation mode. Well, Janie had been in this constant state of starvation to where her body literally had no energy to produce, to, to hold on to lean muscle, to metabolize foods correctly, and to even give her the energy to exercise. So basically, in that kind of an environment, it's going to cause the body to store fat as a, as a basically a defense mechanism. So one of the things he discovered that she had in her blood, uh, of several things, but the ones that really stood out that he said you had to, that she had to address immediately, which is something that many of us will have is based on the daily things that we use. So one of the number one reasons that um, you may be having difficulty releasing body fat or maintaining your natural body weight is exposure to um, environmental toxins. Um, we really can't get away from them on, on, on a daily basis, but some of the ones that stand out primarily, especially for women, and I have a lot of women that swear that they're eating right, they're exercising, and their body's not responding. And hence, that's why this conversation is coming up. Jane's not the only person I've come across, but she's the only person that I came across where we saw, we saw the reason why behind the curtain, and that's why we're having this conversation today. 
So one of the two, there was two chemicals that this out specifically. One was called parabens, which you'll find in many of your, you know, your soaps and your your laundry soap and your lotions and your shampoos. And the other, and the other one was um, sounds almost the same. Was parab, pronounced a very long. One. It's called we, we, the acronym for it is PBDs, and it's called paraphenol endo, endodiamine. Um, and the acronym is PBDs, and these also are chemicals, substances that are widely used in, in uh, permanent hair dyes. They may be found in textiles and furs, dryer dye, dyes, dark colored cosmetics, temporary tattoos, um, photographic developers, um, um, photocopy machines, ink, black rubber, oils, um, greases, and gasoline. Well, a lot of times people don't realize that a lot of the chemicals inside the cosmetics you're using, and the soaps you're using, and the lotions you're using have these parabens in them. And what happens? Your fingernail polish, fingernail polish remover. So what happens when you have when you're using all these these multiple chemicals that have these same high high uh, environmental toxins in them all the time? They start to seep into your bloodstream and start to raise, you know to basically have havoc on your on your on your body. And one and one of the things it primarily does that really makes it difficult for people to hold on to lean muscle is that it, what it does, it, it binds your testosterone and women and men both have and need testosterone in the body in order for them to have lean body mass and to burn, to burn body fat. The more muscle you have, the more body fat you, that you burn. And so what happens is that you could have a great level of testosterone. You could be 20, 20, you know, 18 or 20 years old. You can be 50 years old. And like Jenny happens to be one of those genetically, genetically, uh, genetic women that has a really good amount of testosterone naturally floating in her body. She doesn't have to take it supplementally, but you have what's called your, your, your uh, HS, sex hormone, HSB, binding globulin, HSBG, so your sex hormone binding globulin. And this is basically shows of how much of your actual testosterone hormone is actually being free, which is available for you to use as energy to build muscle, and how much of it is actually bound. And when he did her blood work and found that she had a ton of testosterone floating in the body, but the amount of it that was actually free and accessible to her um, was little. Basically, 89% of it was being bound and not being accessed. So basically, her ability to, to, to preserve lean muscle or to build lean muscle, no matter how much she worked out, no matter how well she ate, would have been pretty much very difficult to do. Why is that important? Um, it's without lean muscle, it slows down your slows down your metabolism. That's why in our protocol, we always advocate working out from day one, building lean muscle as you as you go along. So over the six, 12 weeks you've been on on a protocol, your metabolism will be running faster because now you have more lean muscle to access and to use as fuel. So one of the things you want to look at in your cosmetics and your lotion, everything that you everything that comes in contact with your skin. Um, you want to look on your bottles and see if you have these parabens. And just to let you know how true the fact this was, that was two months ago that she had her initial blood work. She was given, you know, some instructions. And, and, and number one, he said, because of the, the level of toxicity in her body, she had to do her best to get as much of this parabens out of her. So she basically went through everything she, every cosmetic, every soap, every everything she used from her hair dye. I mean, from the, she even called the, the, her 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 um, hairstylist to find out what was in their in the products she used in her makeup line. I mean, throughout hundreds of dollars worth of makeup. I mean, the soaps, we went and got organic soaps, organic uh, uh, laundry detergent, organic soaps, and she just had her blood work done again uh, to check to see if her, her you know, her, how her hormone levels were doing and found that literally um, her 
sex hormone binding globulin, where the percentage of testosterone that was actually being bound previously went down from 80% to 20%. That basically now she had 80% of her testosterone was now free for her to access and be able to build muscle. And she's been training with me in the gym and training as hard as I'm training in the gym, obviously with her own weight, but training as hard as I'm training and have the energy to do so. Do so. so that was just one of the very quick um, things that she saw, saw instant recovery from when I instant within a couple of months of actually judging it. But she also, her energy levels started to, to improve once she started giving herself the right amount of nutrients. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. The second thing we want to talk about is the use of prescription medications, especially antidepressants. Now, my wife, again, had been on, had been on antidepressants for almost uh, 16 years. For as long as we've been married, I want to think. So almost 16 years, and I'm proud to say she's been off of them for almost two years now. She actually weaned herself off of the, uh, I think for a year and a half, almost two years now, um, off of the uh, antidepressants. But antidepressants um, um, can basically, have, you know, the use of antidepressants have skyrocketed since 1998. Um, it's gone up over 400%. And now you have from, from as low as age 12 um, to obviously, you know, people who are in their, old, you know, in their late 50s, 60s, and 70s on antidepressants. These antidepressants actually cause weight gain and make it, difficult, make, make it very difficult for you to lose weight if you're on them. Some of the brands that are, that are known to do this are um, Celexa, Lexapro, Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft, uh, Wellbutrin, which is the one that Jamie was on at the time. Um, and people don't realize that this weight gain tends to, to add just, just to slowly stack on the body. But once it stacks on, I mean, if you just have one of these problems of going over, it could cause a problem. But if you have multiple combined problems, so now she, we know she had the parabens in her, in her blood. We know that she was on antidepressants, even though um, she'd been off of them for almost a year and a half at the time. The point was the damage had been done, and now it had to be, take time for it to be reversed. The next one, which is, which is really... Um, crucial in the United States especially, is chronic stress and cortisol levels. Um, cortisol is a hormone that's in your body that basically triggers your body to either suppress or release fat. If you, if you have high cortisol levels, it basically sends a signal to your body to release fat or store fat. And for some people, that signal could be on 24-7, which means you're just a fat-storing machine. And you can take medications and supplements to help lower your cortisol levels, but ultimately it's, it's how your body handles stress. And the thing is that if you're kind of like me and, and the environment you're going through, the, back, the environment you're in, you know it is kind of high stress, but yet you can't judge how much you're, how, how much you're stressed. Um, you know, I, on the outsider, I think I'm handling the stress very well, but my blood pressure can be elevated, telling me that I'm not handling the stress very well. So at some time, that's why they say blood, high blood pressure is a silent killer, because a lot of people don't know when their blood pressure is elevated for long periods of time and they end up having a heart attack or a stroke if they're under long periods of duress for several months or several years. Um, they're saying basically that the United States of America is, is, is basically considered in a uh, stress-induced stress public health crisis. It is basically, you know, it's like the number one killer of the body and number one killer of people um, when it's not controlled. So obviously being able to control stress, control stress and lower your cortisol is going to make it easier for you to uh, maintain or lower your body fat. So you can also tell if you have high cortisol levels in a, in a, just a, in a, in a very inexpensive blood test and have it treated either through medication or supplementation or a combination of medication and supplementation and some sort of exercise, tai chi, yoga, 
um, something that basically calms the mind, meditation, big advocate of meditating, and even if it's for five minutes a day. So these are things that are outside of your control. And I say outside of your control that may be going on because of what you've been consuming or using, products you've been using or things you've been consuming or taking antidepressant or medication because you feel you need them. But keep in mind that something that we, we found out, you know, obviously years later that, you know, when you go get antidepressants from a psychiatrist, they, very, they never do blood work to find out there's something out of balance. You tell them you're depressed, you tell them you're having whatever thoughts, you tell them that you're, you're anxious, and they go, okay, here's a prescription for the antidepressants. Um, you know, there's more and more research shows that, that the depression can also be caused by what they call the second brain, by your gut flora. If your gut's out of balance, you actually can be chemically out of balance, and that was chemical. Well, depression is a chemical out of uh, chemical imbalance, but that depression could be also be being stemmed from the actual gut being out of balance, and not actually the norepinephrine uh, and dopamine levels in your brain being out of balance. Therefore, you're treating a, 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 a um, an out of balance in the brain that may be in the gut. And then once you get on these antidepressants, they're very difficult to come off of, and they're very dangerous to come off of. You cannot just stop taking antidepressants. They can cause psychosis. They can cause suicidal thoughts. I mean, a lot of bad shit can happen if you come off of your antidepressants, not, in a, in a, not without a doctor's supervision. Janie, that's what I'm saying. Janie it took her literally a, over a year to a year and a half to wean herself off because of the fact that these, these, they've changed the chemical in your brain so dramatically you have to replace them with natural supplements and slowly come off until your body can handle it. But now looking back, you know, the imbalance in her gut that she had from could have had for years, even decades, even though we think it was a parasite that she picked up in um, 2014, it could have been a combination of those things that caused the depression in the first place, and she's just grateful to be off it. Um, the next one, I think uh, number four or five, is lack of sleep. Now, this, is, this one, people don't realize that everything happens, all the recovery of the body happens during sleep time. You're, you, you actually lose body fat and burn body fat during, more during your sleep time than you do during waking time. If you've ever done the HG protocol um, or any kind of weight loss protocol and weighed yourself the night before you went to bed, and you will notice you can, you can, you can literally you can drop five pounds overnight um, and wake up the next morning five pounds lighter because your body's actually processed, burned fat, and recovered uh, healed muscle um, which is actually speaking of metabolism. So a lot of things happen. That's when, that's when your growth hormone is released in those early sleeping hours. I mean, that's when the body recovers. So if you're shutting down the amount of hours or cutting off the amount of hours that the body goes to that recovery, not only can it, I mean, if sleep deprivation can cause psychosis, but it also can cause the body to constantly be in a state of fat storing, storing and, not reco- and not recovering. So if you look at your, uh, you know, they did a study of basically 13,700 people um, to find out those, what would be the difference of those who slept eight to nine hours a night and those who got less than seven to less than six hours a night. And they found that those who got less than 6.8 hours uh, a day of sleep um, were, were much more obese than those that got enough sleep. And actually the, the amount, the people who got the most rest were actually the most naturally fit and actually were able to lose body fat easily, more, more easily than those who actually have less hours of sleep. And, that, and, and where that starts to accumulate is usually around the belly area is when you start to accumulate fat. So if you know you're somebody that stays up late um, um, just for no reason because you're, just not, you're used to just being up late and you're getting a four or five or six, seven hours sleep, just by you get training yourself to go to bed two hours later can make the difference of you losing you know, extra one 
you know, two, four pounds a month um, just by adding that sleep uh, factor back in. Last thing, um, which is one of the biggest issues I think that, that, that comes from dieting, period, is the low metabolism. Now I, now, I get a lot of people, a lot of my clients that will tell me their, their problem, and when I say their problem, what, the reasons why they think that they're, they're not losing weight, the issues they have with their thyroid or their metabolism is low, or their, and, and, and they have this feedback they've gotten either by themselves, by their doctors, or they've actually just assumed it. But this is a real, this is a real thing. I mean, a, a low metabolism um, comes from this yo-yo dieting concept. So even, even though I feel that the HG protocol is, is a safe protocol because of the fact, even though it's a low-calorie diet, because of the science and what's actually happening in the body as far as the HG hormone releasing stored fat to be accessed as fuel, the body doesn't realize it's only, a, you're only consuming 550 to 700 calories a day. It actually takes it getting 3,000 or 2,500 calories based on your BMR and how much fat's being released into the bloodstream. But what happens to the body is when you come off the protocol, people have a tendency to um, they have a tendency to continue to eat how they did when they were on protocol. You have to understand that you're able to have a lower amount of protein, carbs, and fat because your fat cells are releasing protein, stored protein, carbs, and fat. They're stored in the fat. Um, and that's how you're, that's how you're getting the, the nice balance of what your body needs. But once the HG hormone leaves, this is where people are having a very difficult time trying to maintain their weight. And they, they think they're doing the right thing or, uh, or something good for themselves. They're still eating clean, but they're still consuming the same amount of meals. Um, they're still eating those one or you know, those two, maybe three meals a day, um, small amounts of protein, and then having other stuff on top of that. And, and what happened is they're actually starving themselves. And so their, but their metabolism starts to go from being at peak performance to slowly start to slow down again. And now they swear they're eating clean, which they are, and they're slowly starting to gain weight back. And there are, there are some that believe they can just go back to eating what they were eating before, and they come back and do the protocol again every three to six months, and that's their new yo-yo diet. That is causing more havoc on your body. It doesn't matter if it's ATG protocol or any other weight loss protocol you're on. If you're constantly in the state of dieting, you're basically causing, um, in some cases, you'd be causing irreversible damage to your metabolism. Um, I don't believe it can. I don't. I personally believe it's irreversible. I think the body has a powerful way of healing itself, but you have to change your mindset and take a different approach to a long-term uh, weight release system. And that's what I'm going to be talking about next. So these five things I talked about. These are things that could be going on with you internally that you can check either with a simple blood test, or you can basically um, look in your house to see how much, how many parabens you're taking in, and how many different products. Um, start, start removing those products slowly from your daily use and see if your body responds. With Janie, she start, her body started to respond very, um, very quickly as far as energy levels going up. As far as her, her body fat going down, it's slowly starting to go down. But she has to take now the, the, you know, the, the slow road and be very meticulous about how many, how many grams of protein she eats every day, watch her macros, um, be consistent with their, with their water, moderate with their exercise, because of the fact that her body is actually healing now. And, and, and according to Chris, it may take her two, three months for her body to actually be back to a position where she can go all out again. So it's a slow process in the recovery, but it's still steady recovery. And she's starting to see, most importantly, she's starting to see the energy back. And she's a little, she's a little frustrated because if you, if you, if you're an owner of one of the most, you know, one of the co-owner of one of the most uh, rapid 
fat release systems in the world and you suddenly can't implement it or use it or you have to kind of go back to old school way of watching your weight loss go down, you know, one to two pounds a week. It can be very frustrating, but where she's come from, she's actually grateful that she's able to actually see the progress and know that it will happen in four, six, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it takes, she'll be back to normal finally. And that's, that's a conquest in, in her, in, as far as she's concerned. Table to the water. We'll move on. How's our time? We've got plenty of time. We're good. All right, so that's, now we're going to get to the part of the show that may piss some people off because I do believe that a lot of the lack of success is something that many people have, especially people that I coach, it's not so much what's going on physically because some of you may have some physical things going on and some of you may have combination of mental things going on. Um, and what I mean by mental thing is that once you've kind of done, if you're someone who understands, most people that listen to my show either been on the protocol before and looking for ways to fix and correct what's going wrong with them. Um, we have first-time people that have never, never heard of, never done the AC diet protocol before. Um, but one of the things that I did the show, that my show I did two weeks ago about the curse of the AC diet is that when, you're, when you have lost body fat as fast as this protocol has been able to help people release it, it is very difficult to, uh, mentally and emotionally to kind of go back to the old way of doing things. And uh, we call it the old way or the slow way, which is could, some people it's the best way, depending on where you are mentally and physically as far as your health and your mindset. So, but really where the problem lies is that the majority of people are starving themselves and they don't know they're starving themselves. And how I find this out is that every single day my coach a client that's having a challenge with their weight before they even start the protocol, um, or while they're on it, a lot of time I, I talk to people before they're starting what's going on with them and why they want to utilize the protocol. I always want to know where they're coming from, what's going on with them that caused them to gain weight. And some people will be honest and let me know that it's about how they eat and their lifestyle and their stress or someone died or um, close to them or, or some tragedy or they just, you know, had an injury or something just, you know, they had a, they just kind of self-destructed for a while. Everyone has a, a reason there, but there, you know, there's always that group that, you know, work out. They work out hard. They, you know, they eat relatively clean, and they can't figure out why they're they're, they're gaining weight. They can't lose weight. A lot of times, I think it's their their, their age, um, their circumstances. So we know some of it is environmental, but a lot of times is when I ask people, so tell me what it is you eat on a daily basis. Tell me what you ate yesterday. Now, I'll have this conversation with almost every uh, every person every day. It doesn't matter if I'm coaching you on the AC protocol while I'm just coaching you in general and find out where you're coming from, I tell you to walk me through the time you woke up, the time you went to bed, everything you ate and drank, what times you, what times you did and what portions you had when you did it. And I'm always stunned to find out that the average person consumes maybe 30 to 50 grams of protein a day maximum. Now, there's a you know the, the you know you know the board of nutrition and the national average for this you know the national recommendation for an adult um, sedentary person. I mean the, the minimum protein for an adult sedentary person is 1.2 to 1.7 um, grams of protein per kilogram of weight. Now. When you think kilogram of weight, you think that pound, the kilogram is actually less than pounds when you look into the calculation system. So, but basically, what that comes out to, for the average adult sedentary person, that means if you were in a if you were in a wheelchair and you you didn't have you had little to no mobility, 
the minimum amount of protein per day you take in is 70 grams of protein a day. That's the minimum. So now we have people that are active. They're not, they're not completely sedentary, taking in 35 to 50 grams of protein a day, which means your body is starving for protein. There's not enough to preserve any muscles. So every single day, they're losing a little bit more muscle. They're getting a little bit fatter. Their metabolism is slowing down, and they can't understand why they keep gaining weight slowly and consistently over time. Um, another thing is that they're basically the diet is consisting of a lot of processed foods and sugars, and we, we know that. But even if you, even if I took the, you know, say they said the top 10 or 20 percent of the clients that didn't necessarily eat a bunch of junk food but just tried to eat healthy, per se, they'd be off on their macros. So you kind of have to, um, you have to look at this in a very serious way. So the recommendation for people who are athletic is one point. Uh, 1.2 up to 2 grams of protein per body pound. That means if you were actually doing any kind of exercise, running, skiing, you know, walking, working out in the gym, doing Zumba, hit exercises, whatever your pleasure, your CrossFit, the minimum amount of protein that your body needs is 1.2 to 1.2 up to 2 grams of protein per body weight. That means if you're a 135 to 140 pound woman, the minimum protein you need to take in a day would be 152 grams, 160 grams of protein a day. I can tell you that 90% of the people that listen to this podcast and this replay or listening to it live right now are not even getting close to that. So if you want to know one of the reasons, not all the reasons, but one of the reasons why if you are not a person that's eating a bunch of junk food every day and you can't figure out why you're, you're, you can't lose any weight or why you're gaining weight and you're not on a diet is because you're starving yourself. Especially for women, you have to have a, a nice amount of protein, carbs, and fat. Women, team, women team seem to need more healthy fat than men, uh, but you still have to know your macros. I mean, I'm going to get into this a little bit in round number four about knowing your macros and, and what that entails. But So the first thing that I want to talk about is that if you know, if you're listening to this and you know you're not taking in at least minimum one gram of protein per body pound, that means you're 140 pounds, you should take 140 grams of protein a day as a rule of thumb. That should be something you try to, to obtain every single day. If you're consistent with it, you'll probably automatically just, without being on any kind of diet at all, if you kept your, your basal metabolic rate calories within the range in which your body burns calories, because everyone has their own rate in which your body just burns calories just doing, what it, doing nothing, and any, any exercise adds to that. Um, and I use a formula that I have in my book, which is... Um, which is it's easy. Now, the actual formula, the formula to actually calculate your, your, your BMR, you can have apps to do that. I mean, my fitness pal does it. I don't know how accurate they are. But it's a very long mathematical formula. Um, but I use a formula that was given to me years ago that makes it simple and actually kind of it's a little bit, it makes your, your basal metabolic weight a little bit lower than it should be, which means if you follow this guideline, you're, you're always going to be in a position to where you're actually eating a little bit less so you'll actually either maintain or lose maybe one pound a week on average until you have no, nothing to lose. But that's if you're a woman, you take your current weight times 11, and that'll give you your, that'll give you your, your average daily calorie intake that you should take in. And if you're a man, it's times 12, and that gives you your average daily um, calorie you should take in. So if you were a woman at 140 pounds, um, for example, and you, you multiply that times 11, you would have 1,540 calories a day minimum. So if you're one of those people that are eating under 1,000 calories a day trying to lose weight, you're probably going to have a hard time being consistently losing weight over after the first week or two. So if you haven't been able to figure that out, I hope this one little tip alone will help you realize that you, that you have to be 
within your basal metabolic rate, you want to be at least 20% under what your natural basal metabolic rate calorie intake is. And you want to make sure your protein grams are within minimum of one gram of protein per body pound. And that having some healthy fat and healthy carbs and some complex carbs in your diet, your body will naturally respond and start to release body fat very slow but very consistently. And that means if you just ate like that over the year, you would, you would lose, you know, uh, it's minimum minimum of 24 pounds a year. Um, so just take that take that to the bank. All right. One last one. Next one is um, you must eat to lose weight. So it goes. To the, it's going into the same conversation here. You know, I just hired a train uh, 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 actually a transformation coach, someone to actually take me from where I'm at right now, which is not bad, to competition ready. It means being where I could actually, if I chose to go on a fitness competition or a bodybuilding type competition, go on stage with my little board shorts, flex, and, and try to win a trophy or try at least to place or even be recognized, right? I mean, the fact that I, my goal is just to be in, physically in the shape to where I, if I chose to, I could feel like I could do it with confidence or at least be, at least be proud that I'm there and not embarrassed I'm there. And so I asked someone, I hired a coach that I just want you to tell me exactly what to do. I want you to give me my macros, give me my diet, my nutrition plan, my menu, my workout regimen, everything, and just tell me what to do. Because I was trying to, you know, I was tired of trying to figure it out myself and trying to figure out all the different components, and I would be off on one or not on the other. But also, what I'm the kind of person when someone I hire somebody to, 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 that I have to be accountable to, that every week I have to check in and give them photos and give them my measurements and, and, and give them my food journal. I'm not going to not show up and give them that information, especially if I pay the money. So for me, it was my level, I wanted to go to the next level of discipline in order to do that. And I'm still bewildered every day. I've been posting how much food prep I'm doing on it. I mean, literally every three days I'm prepping, you know, um, 12 meals or something like that. Because I'm eating three full meals a day plus meal replacement shakes plus regular um, uh, whey protein shakes for post-workout and pre-workout. I mean, a ton of full meals, a ton of food. And the reality is that I've known for years that bodybuilders, guys who want to, guys and gals who want to put on lean muscle, they have to eat six to seven small meals a day consisting of protein, carbs, and a small amount of fat. It's very clean food, but it's a lot of food. And what we've gotten to the society, we've gotten so used to eating packaged foods, low, you know, uh, high calorie, high sodium, low nutrient type foods, or we'll eat a couple of meals throughout the day, and we're kind of got that breakfast, lunch, and dinner mentality where we're not even getting close to what our body needs nutritionally or, or getting the amount of protein, carbon, and fat the body needs. So we're best basically not, our body's not responding, and we're training on top of that. So we're under-eating and over-training in some cases, or over-eating and under-training in some cases, and we're not getting the results you want. And a lot of this conversation, guys, is for you when you transition from my plans, for any one of my plans, and you're going on with your life, and you don't want to come back and have to do it again. So some of you, you haven't been able to figure out what you're doing wrong post-HCG or post-Nutrition Plan X, and then you kind of go, what the heck should I do now? And you start to revert back to what you're doing. I want to plug this in your head that the more you eat healthy, the more body fat you're going to lose, and the more lean muscle you're going to preserve. Body, bodybuilders are not freaks. They, they're, just, they're, just, they're actually scientists of their bodies. A lot of these bodybuilders, you know, they think people think they're meatheads. A lot of these guys have PhDs. These, these guys are freaking, they, I mean, they're chemical genius when it comes to what they're putting in their body. And yes, a lot of them are using steroids and using chemicals to enhance their body. But the point is that they're manipulating the system in a way because they understand how the body works and they understand the timing, when they need to feed it, what they need to feed it, how much they need to feed it, 
And what I, what the goal I have for this year is taking that world and bring it to the everyday person, the everyday world. You don't have to work out and train like a bodybuilder, but you're still going to have to work harder to get the results you want, but ultimately to know they're attainable. I think that any one of us have the formula. I might laugh how I say formula, but it's just how I say it. But you have the formula, not to really concentrate, um, for maintaining the best physique they've ever had. Some people just tell you, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work that hard to maintain it. If I just look halfway decent and I can just do bare minimum, that's fine. Bare minimum is going to get you bare minimum results or no results at all. We know that. That's, I'm not going to shame you for not wanting to do that. But there's some of us that we just we think it's so hard and we realize it's not that hard just about getting the right formula and being consistent. So what I've been doing, I mean, I've been training in the gym with Janie, and I, I leave the gym completely freaking just, just spent, left everything on the floor in the gym. I don't. When I, I've been working out in the gym there for the last year, and I don't. I rarely have left the gym feeling that way because my level of intensity was. I had no mission because I didn't know what I needed to do, what I needed to do, and how intense I needed to do it in order to get the results that I wanted. Um, and I'll, get, I'll cover that more in, in a second. Um, for some of you, the next thing is you got to go old school. You got to think old school. And this is where I have the conversation with what goes on between your ears. Okay, we've been so spoiled and so programmed that we want instant gratification. We want it now. And I have people go, how fast can I lose this weight? Can I lose two, three pounds a day? I'm like going, you probably can gain two, three pounds a day, but you don't lose two, three pounds a day. Let's be realistic. All of a sudden, we want it off yesterday. Did, no one ever says, I go, how long did it take you to add that weight on? Did you, did you say I wanted to gain weight in a hurry? Did you say I want to gain the 60, 70, 100 pounds in a hurry? You weren't counting, you weren't adding, counting your calories or adding how much you were eating then, but suddenly you want to take off years of abuse in 30 days, and you think that somehow that's possible. For some people it is. If you, so some people, especially in our protocol, you can lose a lot of fat fast, but the point is that if you've done it over and over again and you're not willing to put in the same effort that got you there the first time, but you want the same results, that's not realistic, and, you're some, and, and that's what I'm saying. This is where the conversation you may get pissed off. I'm going to tell it to you straight. You can't expect results with a different level of input and have it be better, unless that different level of input is, is more intense. So but you get, when I say old school, that once I take you down the journey, and I am going to cover what I recommend as the journey for every single person across our path, what I recommend getting you into the best shape of your life in the fastest way and keeping you there, I'm going to go over that formula. Uh, for you at the end of this conversation. But when I say old school, once you are there or close to there, you have to be in the mentality that, you know what, if it takes me 16 weeks or 20 weeks to get where I want to go, I'm willing to go there. But you don't have this expiration date on the, on the level of effort you're willing to put into um, getting reaching your goal. You can't go, well, I'm only going to do this for three weeks. If, I don't, if it doesn't work for me, I'm going to quit. The point is, anything you do consistently, if it's done with, if it's the right formula, will definitely work. Most people quit not because their protocol is not working, because it's not working fast enough. Somehow, we've got this entitlement that we deserve to somehow be able to feel better about ourselves and drop all this excess body fat in a short period of time because we want to, and that's not how it works. But yet, we're not willing to do what it, do what it takes. Old school means. If it takes you two pounds a week, if you, if you knew if you just ate the right amount of food and drank the amount of water and did the minimal amount of exercise, and you would lose two pounds a week, because that's the national average. I mean, bottom line, it says 
calories in, calories in, calories out. Energy expended to energy, energy taken in. If you follow a, a relatively moderately healthy um, nutrition plan, you eat 20% under what your and what your the number of the calories your body naturally burns. You will average about two pounds a week in fat loss. That means if you just did that, guaranteed that you basically would lose what 25, 30 pounds over a year's period of time minimum. But in most cases, the more you have to lose, the more rapid that 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 fat loss is. But the thing is that you're losing it. You're guaranteed to lose it if you just sit up and show up. And it doesn't mean every single day you can't eat carrots and celery. You can actually have, you know, a, a burger, you know, or a case. But it's what you do 80 percent of the time that shows up. Old school means you have to have the mentality of I'm in. I'm in it to win it. I'm going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to get to where I, get to where I want to go. This constant willing to quit because things don't go your world your way drives me absolutely apeshit. Excuse my French. That. There's so many people that go, oh, you know, this is not fun. This is uncomfortable. I can't go out with you guys and have beers this weekend, so I'm just going to go ahead and stop. It just tells me that what you complain about, what you say you want, you really don't want. And that's one of the biggest things you need to figure out. If you, if you want to take a journey of transforming your life and your health and your body, it's got to be the most important thing to you in your life. It's got to be. It's got to, and, and, and for that temporary period of time, it's got to be more important than your husband and your wife, more important than your kids, more important than your grandkids, more important than your, than your employee or your job, because ultimately if you can't do it for you, if you can't put yourself first, you're never going to be first. You're never going to be able to get where you want to go if, if you're always last or if you come last or if you're not important enough to love yourself enough to do that. Um, what's the next one? So three and one, four um, low-protein diets. I already talked about that. Online is... Eating too low protein, in most cases, 98% of you are probably eating too, too, too low protein. Know your macros. This is where, um, this is where the, the puzzle gets complicated, right? Because if you, your macros are your macronutrients, meaning the amount of protein, carbs, and fat your body needs to get the very best results. This combination is different for everybody. And so, yes, I have a coach, the nutritionist is giving me a guideline of how many protein grams I need to have, how many fat, and how much how many and how many carbs but if the the program the the diet the menu is good for 12 days and then we we look we we assess how well it's working and then we tweak right we tweak it you have to if you're not going to have a coach you got to do that in your own life right you have to go bottom line we know the basic minimum is protein is king so you got to know that you got to have a minimum of 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per body pound and if worst case scenario it's just one gram you want to keep it simple and just start off easy steps one gram per body pound so if you weigh 100 pounds it's 100 grams 200 pounds 200 grams 150 pounds 150 grams minimum rain or shine uh, of clean protein some kind of clean protein source um uh, animal, mineral, vegetable, doesn't matter. But the bottom line is that's your middle, and then you have your, your, your carbs and your fat. You're going to have to be willing to, you're going to have to be willing to experiment and tweak and modify until you find the formula for yourself. And there's no one that's going to, we can give you guidelines, but no one can say, you're this, you're, you know, 5'4", you're 180 pounds, you're African-American, you have three kids. We don't know that genetically, what's going on with you, unless you do a, really a blood test which is what Chris does. He does blood tests, tells you exactly what uh, macronutrients you're missing, what vitamins you're missing, what minerals you're missing, um, and how much protein your body needs. And he actually has a meal plan that he actually will plug into a he – created, he created a software where he plugs that in, and that's what he does for the NFL. He plugs the player into his software. It spits out exactly what his menu is supposed to look like. His menu goes to his own private 
food delivery kitchen. They prepare each person's mood, their food meals based on the macros they need for their body, and that's how he's able to, to increase the performance of these football players and athletes um, across the country and increase it by just 1%. The goal is 1% of the team. If each player is increased by 1% of the team, they're 1% better as a team than, than any other team in the league, which makes them end up in the Super Bowl, right? So that's kind of it. So you can have someone do that for you, but if you're not able to or you can't afford that or you're not willing to do that, then you have to be your own guinea pig, have a basic foundation of protein, carbs, and fat, and then you have to tweak the carbs and fat and protein slightly every couple of weeks until your body starts to respond, until you find your own magic potion for you. And just know that six months, a year from now, you may have to keep tweaking it because it may change a little bit, but it'll be very subtle changes. But most people aren't willing to do the work that it takes to actually do that, even though in the scheme of things, what's more frustrating? Going into your MyFitnessPal app and figuring out your macros and your meals for the day and figuring out how many you have allowed to, allotted to you, pre-planning your meals and eating them in peace without stress and having your body respond and having you start to feel good and look good and not have to complete, continue to keep dieting and going back and forth on this protocol or any protocol? Or do you want to just suddenly just continue to be frustrated and just give up and stay unhealthy with diabetes or pre-diabetic or high blood pressure, feel like crap, you can't climb a, a flight of stairs, you can't sit in the plane seat comfortably, you don't feel good in your skin, you don't want to make love to your, your partner because you don't feel good about how you look and feel in clothes or naked. Think about it, it's just a vicious cycle that keeps going and going and going, and it's only because you're not taking the time really to just say, look, I'm done with the BS, there is a way for me to fix the problem, I'm going to go ahead and fix it. And my last note in this category, and I'll just finally go to my, our last form of the success, is you got to give it time. You got to be willing to just follow the system and let the system work and give it time and stop being in such a freaking hurry to make things happen. And the worst thing you can do, what really ticks me off, is someone that goes, you don't have a family reunion in next, next month, I need to get started on the protocol, and I need to lose 30 pounds or 40 pounds in, in, in 30 days. I'm like, where were you, how long did you know about this, this family reunion? <laughs> Most people get that, I don't know, but our family reunions, we get two years notice. Then we get a reminder in a year. Then we get another reminder in six months. Then we get a reminder 90 days out. It's not like you just found out you had a family reunion or a wedding or, or, or uh, what is it, the um, uh, high school reunion. And, this, and they think that because if I put myself under the gun, it'll lock me in and make me motivated in order for me to follow the plan. But guess what? It goes back to number four on, the, on my original list, chronic stress syndrome. You're putting yourself in a position where you're stressed out. Under stress, most people do not, funk, do not, do not make the right or the, the best choices so you end up being on the protocol. It's not responding the way you want it to. You're cutting corners, then you, then you get frustrated, then you cheat. And then now you're two weeks out, and you realize you're not going to be able to fit in that dress you wanted, and you give up and say, screw it, either you don't go, or you just wasted all that time and energy for nothing. It doesn't make sense, and that's the conversation that goes on between the ears. You've got to plan for success, or otherwise you're planning to fail. And I know it's a cliche statement, but it's, it's true. What I've covered here, for some of you, may be an epiphany. It could be as simple as you have too much toxins in your body that is preventing your fat cells to releasing fat that are in this constant state of emergency. And the fat is the body's safety mechanism. It is a method in which man, you know, God made man to put on ability to put on, to surround the body with cushion 
when it's under stress or duress. They say that if people have emotional, um, if they have a, um, some sort of emotional pain, that they start to gain weight because they feel like the weight, the body is protecting them from the impact of the, of the pain, even though it's not physical pain, it's emotional pain. So at some point or another, if we're carrying around too much weight, we've got some pain going on, right, either emotional or physical pain going on um, or inflammation going on, but it's being caused by either external or internal sources, either things you can control or things you can or you, or you can change. Will you get all the PBDs and parabens out of your environment? No, it is almost next to impossible to do that. But could you get the majority of them up to take you from toxic to tolerable? And at tolerable, the body can do amazing things. Could you um, simply um, change your prescriptions? Ask your doctor what are the side effects of the prescription? Is there a better one? Could you do what Danny did? And if you feel like you're you you're on them because you're just stuck on the on the and I'm not advocating this is not medical advice, guys, because as I mentioned before, messing with your antidepressants, antidepressants are coming off of them is a very, very dangerous thing. It is doable. My my wife is living living proof that you can do that and you can do it safely. But just don't say, Oh, confidence I should get off my my, my, my antidepressants because they're, I'm gaining weight. It could be dangerous. So I'm just saying that. But if, in fact, you feel like Jamie felt, I'm stuck on these things. I don't want to be stuck on these things. I don't want to take these, this medication. I don't think it's working. I, I still feel depressed on certain days and times. So what's the point? And the fact that it's messing, it's messing me up chemically, she wanted to, it was very important for her to get off of it. So she's willing to do what it takes. But I mean, any subtle shift in any one of these things, you know, lowering your stress, taking Tai Chi or judo or yoga or breathing and you're telling your five reminder on my phone it comes up every hour for you know just to breathe for six seconds an hour that is life-changing for me um doing meditation in the morning just five minutes when i wake up um taking hot yoga going to the gym i mean that, that working out taking that aggression out um of my frustrations i have from being a businessman running a business i have an outlet Getting yourself an outlet and just lowering your stress could be one thing you need to do that will shift your body and moving into another direction. Improving your sleep or taking more sleep. You know, if, if you need to improve your sleep, finding some natural aids that may help you sleep or just stop being uh, a midnight TV watcher because you're just bored. Go to bed. I'm telling you from experience, I sit up to midnight every single night for as long as I can remember. And last year, um, when I took the new program and I went on the isogenic program, um, I realized that I was going to recover. To do it. I was just going to go to bed an hour earlier. So I went to bed from midnight to 11. And the next thing you know, I started falling asleep. Once I started getting up early, I had no energy. I was getting up early in the morning, going to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, 10, 10 o'clock at night. I would just start falling asleep. So now I go to bed at 10. I get eight, eight, eight and a half to nine hours of sleep almost every single night, except for last night. I got up at 2.30 and went to bed, back to bed at 4.30, um, thinking about what I was going to be talking about today. But the point is, on, on an average, I get a lot more sleep than I used to just because I trained myself to go to bed earlier instead of staring at the TV and watching the news over and over again. So I just said the same thing, I watched some show. Um, could you stop starving yourself? If, if you're not on a, on a plan right now, could you just eat more and make sure your protein grams are in? Just experiment. Do a little internal experiment for two weeks or 30 days by increasing your protein grams to, to a minimum one gram of protein to 1.2 gram to 1.7, whichever. If you're athletic, the more athletic you are, the higher it should be. And see how your body responds. Um, go, go old school. Be patient. 
be willing to do the work and just let your body do what it needs to do without having expectation or deadlines on when your body should respond under your, your rule. Just follow the plan and go old school and let it happen. Increase your protein. So, uh, so this is the formula that I have um, that I believe is the most successful formula to getting people in the best shape of your life. If you're 20, 50, 75, 100, or 100 plus pounds overweight, this is the system that I, that I prescribe for my clients for short-term and long-term success. Now, there's my mindset from how the AC protocol from the day when I, when I started talking about it years ago, when I first did it, that it was believed that it was, it was, it was going to program you for long-term success because you had to eat certain portion control, you were eating very clean meals, protein, vegetables, and fruits, you were eating your six fruits and vegetables a day, and you were getting nice lean proteins, you weren't eating a bunch of junk food, you were being detoxed, and that alone would help your body uh, maintain its weight once you were done off the protocol. As we found out, that that's not really the case because you actually need more food, more protein. Yes, eating those clean combinations are great, but if you eat the same foods all the time for years, year in and year out, your body gets too smart, it figures it out, and it starts discounting those, those, those proteins. Anyway, so you have to kind of, you have, to kind of uh, have a system that's easy to transition. So I tell people if you have 20 to 200 plus pounds to lose, depending on what you, you would pick a package that, that's designed for the amount of fat you want to release in that period of time. So the smaller amount you need to lose, you go 26 to 50 days. The average person needs at least 50 days, especially women, 50 days to drop 25, 30 pounds. Men need 50 days to drop 45 to 50 pounds. And then if it's 75 days for anything, you're for 50 pounds and 100 days for 75 pounds and so on. But you want to go as long as possible under this protocol because of the fact that mentally you're getting your momentum, um, using that momentum to, in, in your favor, when, when you feel good and your body's responding, to stop prematurely, to go off and kind of like go manage and maintain for three to six to eight weeks and, and try to come back and not gain any weight during that period of time. For most people, they end up gaining some of that weight back. So you end up re-losing the same weight over and over again. So my recommendation you, you take you take phase one, phase two, you get as close to your natural body weight as possible. So if you have, you if you weighed, you know, if you were like, like I had a client today, was, she was five, six, and today was 197 pounds. We know her natural body weight is between 127 to 135. We know she has about 70 pounds, 65 to 75 pounds to lose. When she gets, her, when she gets down to the 140s, within five, or, five to 10 pounds, I'd like to say five pounds, under five to seven pounds for her natural body weight, then I would transition her into my Nutrition Plan X program, which is the isogenic system. The reason why I like that is the same system I've been on for the last year that I've been able to maintain my weight easily for the last year. And I've traveled to three different countries and 10 different states last year um, and having to deal with being away from home and still be able to maintain my, my natural body weight um, with the system is because it has a system that allows you to plug in play. You know, so you get the right meals, the right nutrients. You get the right protein, carbs, and fat in your meal replacement uh, meals, you, you put in a one or two meals with the same type of combi combination of protein, carbs, and fat, like it's, uh, we call it 40-30-30 blend, 40% protein, 30% carb, 30% fat. The person able to travel and not get caught in, in, in you know, having to just eat out all the time. And what happens when you implement this system, you're now able to maintain your lean body mass because now you're getting the right amount of protein. You're getting a minimum of 100 grams of protein a day, and if you're depending on how you use the system like right now, I have to eat up to 255 grams of protein a day. So I'm implementing the meal replacement shakes with real meals. Um, well, I should say real meals, but um, 
whole food meals um, to get to those macros every single day. And I couldn't do them one without the other. It would be a lot of food if I didn't have those new replacement shakes. It would be a lot of food that just it would be very difficult for me to consume that many calories in the food. So in order to keep my calorie count dense, but also get my, my, my nutrition high, I transfer everybody into Mission Plan X, which is now a system they can implement and plug in. It's delivered to your house every single, every single month. Your grocery bill goes down because you're not buying stuff in the store that you don't really need or eat or want. You only need to find the, you know, the, the, protein, the, you know, the protein, the vegetables, and the fruits you want to eat in between those meals, and you end up saving money, end up having a system you can plug in anywhere in the world. You can travel anywhere and never feel like you're stuck without having a plan. This plan works. And I learned, learned last year when I had everybody jumping on the bandwagon going, you know, Colin, I don't want to do, you know, uh, plan A anymore. I've done HCG two or three times. It doesn't work for me. I think my metabolism will be all these stories. I'm ready to do something new. What I talked about two weeks ago was the fact that once you've done AC protocol and you've dropped a half a pound to a pound a day, depending if you're a man or a woman and, and what your athletic level is at, for some of you it could have been more, some of you could have been less, but the averages we're talking about for women, half pound, three quarters, for men, a pound to a pound a quarter, that's a lot of fat on a weekly basis. I mean, that's anywhere between four to seven pounds a week. And when you add those numbers up, it is faster than anything, anything known to man today, to date. When you try to go from that to a program that you may lose two to maybe four pounds a week, depending on the size, your size and gender, and let's say maybe one to four pounds a week, it's, even though that's still, that's still massively fast for the average um, weight loss system in the world, there's nothing else that i found that compares to it. There's no Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or anything else out there that, I, that, that can match those kind of numbers with the highest quality nutrition that detoxes your body on a, on a daily basis. That is considered slow to people who have done HCG. They go, oh, you know, I, I lost a half a pound a day on HCG. I'm not losing that on this. And they get frustrated. So I changed, in order to make the increase people's success, I changed it. I won't let you start Nutrition Plan X without doing the AC protocol first, but that's what I do. That's the way I, that's my approach to transforming bodies. If somebody just wants this and they don't, and, and, and now if they, if they, if they don't want it, I, I'd say, you know what, here's one of my teammates, you can go sign up with them, they'll coach you on this program by itself. But I already know what's going to happen because I signed up several hundred people last year and I had 50% of those 100 people, uh, or more than 100 people, 50% of them bugged out because they could not take the time to go old school. They couldn't just let their body detox. And even though they were having success, they felt fantastic. They were sleeping great. They were like, but I'm just not losing enough weight fast enough. And that was the biggest complaint. And it wasn't that it was slow. It's fast. Anybody, I have, I have you know, thousands of teammates that only do isogenics or what they call I call it the X. They have massive success because guess what? Their people have never come across the HCG. They're not comparing it to anything. Anything else they're comparing it to, they've done in the class in the past. It's lightning speed faster than anything they've ever done. So I'm unique. The people, my clients are unique. If you listen to this podcast, you're unique because you've already experienced the power of HCG body for life. So it's only fair for me to say this is how this is going to work for you in order for you to not only get fast, short-term success and long and, and, and consistent long-term success following my three-step plan. When I say three-step is phase one, um, force your body to store fat, phase two, the low-calorie low phase to help your body release body fat, phase three, which is plan X, 
help your body maintain lean muscle and continue to burn fat and keep you lean and, and slim and muscular for the rest of your life. That is our system. It works, and it works just like that A, B, C. If you try to go C and A and C and B and A, it's, you're going to be frustrated. There are some people who can do it, but I'm going by the majority. I don't want to mask the highest percentage of success for my clients, and I'm just keeping it real. So I just tell people, this, I'm not willing to set you up for failure. The only way I can set you up for success is to do what I know is going to work best for you, and that's our system. But, also, but so I'm going to wrap this call up. I don't want to go longer. I think I've got a few I got a lot more time, but I want to wrap it up. There's been a lot of content in a short period of time. So I want you guys to play this back and listen to it again and, 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 and think about some of the things that you may be experiencing through the chemicals or through the way you're eating and, and the things you can change and implement. Without, and, and you know, it doesn't mean you have to start any program. There's things I gave you right now on this, on this, on this radio podcast you can implement tomorrow that would change the way you feel and how your body would look without you spending a dime, okay? I mean, literally just by changing the way you look at the, what your food you're eating and get, be willing to give your body time to respond, be willing to know your macros and tweak your macros and play the little game, experiment at 12 days at a time to see how your body's responding. All those things you can do absolutely free. If you want the fast track to success, then let me walk you through our system. And with that said, uh, before I end the call, um, uh, we're having our, our recommit to your New Year's resolution sale starting this weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think it's up to 20% off of all the products on the store. It's basically because we already know that it, we're already at the end of January. And some of you have started up out of the gate with your New Year's resolution and went to the gym the first day, first two days, or the first week. You're no longer showing up. This is, this is, a, this is what happens to 80, 87% of the people that started New Year's resolution to lose weight or make more money to get in shape. Whatever it can be, it starts to fade now. So I wanted to wait until the end of the month and the beginning of February to, to, to do another prom- promotion to get you fired up and enthusiastic about to really kind of recommitting to that New Year's resolution and getting it done. The reason why I love this time of year, the reason why I find it so, so excited, because it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter if you're literally 200 pounds overweight right now. Did you realize that if you implement our plan and you let me help you, let me coach you every week of every, every, of every month, of every, just to help you on your journey, that literally by summertime, even the person that's 200 pounds could be bikini ready. That's how amazing our systems are that you literally, no matter where you're starting from right now, don't care, what, don't care where you're at right now, that literally if you follow our system and you allow us to help you and you're just implementing it one day at a time and just did what we told you to do, that you would literally be, every single one would be bored short or bikini ready and look the very best you've ever looked in your entire life. You could actually put the date on the calendar. And I love doing this with my calendar. My calendar. I like, okay, we know how much fat you need to release. So given my, given my estimate of the client that I've dealt with and that was willing to do the effort, if you're willing to put in the effort, then you can t- pull out this date and I'm going to put out March 27th, 2017, by that date, you'll be in your bikini looking bomb. So you, if you just stay on the freaking journey, or you'll be, you're, you'll be having a six-pack abs by this date. And I can do that with relative accuracy, and all I need for you to do is to show up and do the work. You know, it says work out because the word work is in it, right? I mean, bottom line is that you got to be willing to do the work. If you do the work, I promise you, I can help you achieve the body of your life. If you have any questions, yeah, I can give you a few minutes. You can, you can open the lines. You can press one on your phone. 
I'll put your hand up. I'll be happy to answer any questions for those of you guys who are live. Um, the replay of this podcast will be on the uh, on here on Blog Talk Radio Live in a few minutes from later on this afternoon evening. And then I'll also shoot it out on my Facebook page um, tomorrow for you guys to play it back and send it out to my email list for you guys to, to play it back um, and listen to it. But uh, and if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, um, either through iTunes, podcast, Nation Diet Coach, um, or from here from blogtalkradio.com, the 8CG Diet Coach. And, of course, our website is colinfwatson.com or 8cgbodyforlife.com. Um, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and, um, and Snapchat. Um, Facebook and Twitter is Colin F. Watson, and Instagram is Colin F. Watson, and Snapchat, I think, is uh, cmoney2121. Those are my handles or my usernames. Please follow me. Share the love. I so appreciate you guys being here. I hope this content was valuable and you got something out of it. And if you didn't, I'm, I'm sure you got something. Somebody else gets something. But I'm here to show up and sit up and show up and share the love and help you achieve the body of your life. With that said, namaste, and I'll talk to you soon. Let's close out with some tunes. Let's see if we can finish up our song here from the Empire soundtrack. Uh, ain't about the money. See you guys next week. Stop that.